You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. Impact, how are we all feeling tonight? All right. Man, it's awesome being up here with you guys. Hey, listen, how about that worship? Was that pretty nice? Absolutely. So cool having everybody share their hearts and open up, man. I just peeped out here, saw you guys worshiping. It was really, really, uh, you guys were getting it, man. It was great. Hey, we're in week two of our series known as Worlds Apart. If you missed last week, it's actually on a podcast. You can go back and follow. We're going to post it on Instagram. You guys all follow our Instagram? Yeah, if you don't, that's why we're wearing black. You guys, we talked about it last week, and you guys have dressed out fantastic for the theme night. But if you missed last week, it is on our Instagram. We're going to show you guys a link for it. You can go on Spotify and check it out because uh, we want to keep you guys engaged when you're not here. Hey, but we really talked last week about this whole idea of choosing this or that, science or God. And we really said it's not about choosing this or that or this one or that one or science or God or evolution or creation. No, 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 it's not about that. It's actually about choosing the creator behind it, right, knowing that God and Jesus is so much greater than how it was made. Tonight we're going a little bit further with that. All right, and first, we're going to go ahead and ask you guys a question for this. And before you guys shout out and get crazy, I want you guys to think for three seconds. Can y'all do that? Then I want you to shout as loud as you can. Cool? We're good? All right, so the question is this. In your life right now, what matters the most to you? Three seconds, three seconds. Three, two, one. What is it? Chick-fil-A. I love it. (laughs) Okay. What matters the most to you guys? What's the most important thing in your lives? Family, your mom, my sister, okay, good. All my high schoolers are like, I'm not playing this game, okay. Grandma's pudding, is that what somebody just said? That might have literally took the whole show right there. I love that. That that takes everything home, what grandma's pudding. Hey, a lot of things that matter a lot to us in middle school and high school, guys, I mean, it is our family, right? Our family matters a whole, whole, whole lot. We really want to earn our parents' approval, and that might be y'all. It could be school. And it could be something like grades. And you guys are like, dude, if I don't get all A's, my hair is going to fall out. And I'm 17 years old. No, it, hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> I really hope it doesn't, okay? Um, it, it may, maybe it's your future, and you're so worried about what's going to happen and what you're going to grow up and be one day. Maybe it's a relationship. Fellas, you found the one. Woo! Congratulations. Girls, you're already thinking about getting that beautiful dress. You're thinking about getting a dog with them. Maybe even having, you know, kids when you get married and think about names and all that fun stuff, you know. Hey, I, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Maybe it's sports. Maybe sports matter the most to you. Hey, any uh, football players in here? What about soccer? What about volleyball, baseball, basketball? Whoa. Holy smokes. I don't even know what I said. Volleyball? Baseball. Baseball. Okay, baseball. All right. Hey, I will say this. We got any cheerleaders in here? Cheerleaders. Yes. Dance and cheerleading. Hey, fellas, I'm going to go ahead and save y'all a lot of pain in the future. Don't you dare think that dance and cheering is not a sport because my wife, it is. That's facts. Listen, I actually, uh, I actually told my wife, Whitney, when we were uh, first dating, she cheered at NC State, and I didn't know that, you know, but yeah, she cheered at NC State when she was in college, and when we were first dating, I was like, do you play any sports? She's like, yeah, softball and cheer. And, you know, my cartoon bubble's like, oh, okay, cheer. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, you played softball. That's cool. And she can still crack it in a batting cage. She really can. I never go in there with her. It's embarrassing. But then cheer. I was like, babe, cheer's not really a sport. And Whitney said back to me, hold on for a second. And she literally does some sort of cartwheel, 
somersault into a backflip, like in her front yard after church in her church clothes. And I was like, all right, cheer, yeah, cheers a sport. Yeah, you can have that. You can have that. Yeah. Cheering is absolutely a sport. Yeah, and if you guys see Whitney later, ask her to do it. She loves doing those kind of things, like on the patio. So y'all go and ask her. She would love to do that fun stuff. Hey, cheering is definitely a sport. And these things matter a lot to us, right? All these things in our lives, they really matter. Grandma's pudding matter. I, I love that. And Chick-fil-A, that's fantastic. I wasn't expecting that. Hey, but what we're going to talk about tonight in week two, our final week of our Worlds Apart series, is really what matters in our relationship with God. What are the things that matter the most? Right now, listen, I know some of y'all might be, right, be here right now and be like, you know, I don't really have a relationship with God. I, I've never followed God. I've never talked to Jesus. I don't want anything to really do with him because my relationship with my own earthly father is not good. And if that's the case, we're sorry. But we are so glad you're here tonight hanging out with us because we're going to talk about the most important foundation of a relationship with God. We're going to talk about the thing that is the most important above all else. Some of y'all in here might, you know, might be in a place where you're struggling in your relationship with God, and you feel distant, and you feel like, dude, I keep praying, and he's not answering, and I don't know what to do, and I'm just so confused about my future or what to do in that biology class. Some of y'all might just be like, you know, I feel like I'm in a great place with God, and everything's just working out wonderfully well. Well, that's you. Guess what? Our goal tonight is that what we're going to talk about will make you better in your relationship with God, because we all have somewhere where we are right now in our relationship with God, and Hey, for a lot of us, things that we work on that matters a lot, church matters a lot in our relationship with God. Impact matters a lot. Fallout weekend, November 15th to the 17th, will matter a lot in your relationship with God. Absolutely. Hey, your devotion time, getting in the Bible, praying. Hey, your small group. Maybe one of the most important things in your relationship with God right now, maybe the only thing you still have going is your small group. And you're like, dude, I love my small group leaders. I love my friends in my small group. We have a group text, and we text up until 3 o'clock in the morning every night. I can't stand it, but I love them. Maybe that's the leaders being like, yeah, that's, that's our kids. Hey, maybe the thing that matters the most in your relationship with God right now is you listening to worship music and singing as loud as you can in here because nobody can hear you. That's a great thing, right, for me at least. Maybe the thing that matters the most in your relationship with God is just journaling and being like, I can't really read the Bible. Like, it just bores me, but I can hear a verse, and I can journal, and I can write, and I listen to music, and I'm just like, oh, I just need a cup of coffee, and everything's perfect, right? I don't know what matters the most for you, but I do know what should matter the most. And I think for a lot of us, if you're like me, you probably forgot about it from time to time, because that all happens for each and every one of us in our relationship with Jesus. Hey, this guy by the name of Matthew, about 2,000 years ago, he writes this journal entry, okay? Now, it's, we know it's a journal Fellas, because the only guy I know that writes in a diary is Michael Scott. So it had to be a journal. All right, and, and Matthew writes a journal entry about this guy by the name of Jesus. And he's like, there's this guy by the name of Jesus. Like he says he's a son of God. He claims he's the Messiah, which is a fancy word for Savior. He's supposed to come and save all of us for all of my junk in my past. All of my things that I mess up with. All of my lies. Every time I've stolen from somebody. Every time I've gossiped about somebody. Every time I've done something that's just wrong. This guy by the name of Jesus is going to live for me and die for me because he loves me that much. And Matthew wants to write all about this guy in his journal entry. You know, it's pretty cool if you go to the book of Matthew. It is in the Bible, and we're going to look at it now. But Matthew tells an account of something that should matter the most in your relationship with God. This is why he talks so much about it. And we're going to go to this, uh, we're going to go to this part right here. So we're in Matthew chapter 28. Right before this happened, Jesus was arrested. He was put on trial. He was found guilty. 
in the Roman government, the Roman Empire, which one of the most powerful empires the world had ever seen, with the Jewish leaders and some of the leaders of the synagogue, they thought that this Jesus guy was bad news, and he was causing way too many problems, too many ripples. We didn't like him. So they said, there's no way he's the son of God. Let's just quiet him down. And they tried, and they tried, and they tried. And eventually they said, you know what we have to do? We're going to have to kill this guy, and we have to crucify him, which was like one of the most, gr- most grotesque, brutal, awful ways to die. It was like a billboard. You guys driving down the highway, you see a billboard. It's like, oh, go to Gander Mountain. There's a nice sale for hunting equipment, right? Whatever it is. I don't even know if there's still Gander Mountains. I think there is, but yeah, thank you. But guys, literally, a crucifixion was a way to say, hey, we're Rome. If you cross us, this is what's going to happen to you. A tall, tall, tall cross. Jesus was put on it. Nails in his wrist, nails in his ankle. And what they throw on his head? A crown of thorns. And this wasn't like some prickly bushes. This was like some legit thorns that went into his head. Head. No, it was terrible. It was awful. And, and, and like, honestly, to this point, everybody was like, yeah, okay, well, dang, I thought Jesus was the son of God. I thought he was Messiah. And now there he is on the cross. I guess Rome got another one. I guess the Jewish leaders got another one. I guess he's not really who he says he is. Hey, Christians, followers of Jesus, this is what our foundation should be. And let's check this verse out. Matthew 28, 1 through 6. Early on Sunday morning, as a new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. They were trying to go pay some respect to Jesus and, and, and literally go to his body and pay him some respects. So next verse, please. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. I mean, like, like one of those serious tremors. Where all of a sudden, oh. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven. I love this. He rolls aside the stone because there was a stone in front of the tomb because they didn't want people to come and try and steal the body because Jesus said he would come back to life. And like, we can't let that happen. The angel rolls it aside and he sits on it. I feel like he was probably just like lounging, like just chilling, you know, sitting on the tomb here like, yep. What's up, guys? And it keeps going. It's even better. His face, his sh- it's shown like lightning. His clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear. These are Roman guards. They're like, oh, shoot, we should not have crucified this guy. Like we made a big mistake. When they saw him, they fell into a deep faint. Everybody fall into a deep faint real quick? Can you do that? A deep faint? Can you all of a sudden just fall out? Like literally, they, they legit like passed out. They were that terrified by what they saw an angel. And let's keep going. Again, guys, it's the foundation of our faith if you follow Jesus. The angel speaks to the women here because he don't want them to be afraid. He says, hey, Mary Square, don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. In other words, it was supposed to be game over. He didn't hear if I'd have been one of the Marys, I'd be like, uh, excuse me, Angel, I'm not trying to talk up, but I know he's not here. Like, I don't see his body in there. Help me understand what happened. Angel says he's risen from the dead, just as he said what happened. Come see where his body was lying. In other words, it's not there anymore. In other words, like, the reason why Jesus is who he says he is, and the reason why, like, they all of a sudden knew he was the son of God, because his body was, whoop, gone. Just like that. Everybody say, whoop. Yeah. Hey, and, and this, this, like, I know you guys hear this story every Easter. You probably hear it a lot more. And you probably hear those people on TV talking about repent. You got to do it. You're going to go to hell if you don't repent. Listen, hey, this is the most radical and, like, game-changing thing we've probably ever seen in history. Okay? I used to teach world history. And what happens here is awesome. It's wild because you know what happens? Jesus' resurrection, this is where our faith as followers of Jesus, this is where it begins, right here. 
Everything before that was great. Jesus was performing miracles. It was awesome. It was incredible. But now, this where Jesus, everything he said came to fruition. He's like, you know what? I'm back. Death can't hold me. Absolutely not. Hey, and somewhere along the lines for us, as followers of Jesus, I feel like sometimes we lose sight of this. Because, hey, this right here, the fact that the resurrection was where Jesus' faith began. You know what actually happened after this? It's where the church starts. And the church was not a building. The church was all these disciples. It was Mary squared. It was everybody who heard about Jesus and this guy who literally came back from the dead. I don't know about y'all, but if you hear some, about somebody who dies and comes back from the dead, I'm probably going to follow what this guy's talking about. And all over the place, this news of Jesus Christ is going like wildfire. You know what's really fascinating about this? Is that like us in America nowadays, you know how a lot of times we learn about Jesus? We learn like all these Old Testament stories of Jonah and the whale, like a happy whale just sailing along. Uh-uh. Noah and the ark, Daniel and the lion's den, all these things. We hear about all these Old Testament stories, and that's where our faith starts. When really, you know where our faith should start? Right here. Because guess how long it took for the Bible to get there? Andy Stanley talked about this. He said it, takes about, it took about 250 to 350 years before there was a Bible for these followers of Jesus. But they just know what they saw. And they saw this guy on a cross who all of a sudden came back to life. And man, it was wild. You know why this matters for us? is because Jesus' resurrection is where our faith began. And you know what? It should still be the foundation of our faith. It should still be the thing that matters more than anything else in our walk with God. I know a lot of y'all are saying, well, hold on. But, you know, I, I, I thought we were going to talk more like we did last week about creation versus evolution. Yeah. Okay, you want to talk more about it? Right here. Jesus' resurrection should still be the foundation of our faith. Before any of those other things even matter, y'all, the fact that Jesus was the one who rose from the grave and he's back, that's what spread the church and that's what got us where we are. Hey, Paul talks about this. Paul was one of the most famous uh, followers of Jesus and apostles in the New Testament. He writes a lot of the letters, and this is wild. It actually took me back when I found this verse last week when I was working on this because Paul he kind of puts it out there how, exactly how he feels. And check this out, 1 Corinthians 15, 14. He says this, hey, and if Christ, if Jesus has not been raised, in other words, if the resurrection didn't happen, guess what? Our preaching, everything I'm saying, everything I'm doing, giving my life to God, all that, guess what it is? It's useless. In other words, it's worthless. And so is your faith. I know we have a lot of arguments about things that we cannot understand. We just don't get it. Questions about science, questions about why certain things happen to family members and to friends. I was talking with somebody earlier and he was talking about his dad who passed away two months ago and that breaks my heart. But you know he's here and he's worshiping and he's still talking about how much he loves God. And I'm like, goodness gracious, man. You know, that's awesome. Like the thing that matters the most, all right, is this faith that we can have in Jesus who overcame the grave. Hey, another way, if we break down Paul's expression here into, today, into today's saying, we, we kind of say like this, without the resurrection, everything we believe, everything about God, everything about creation, everything about evolution, whatever, all that stuff is pointless. If, if the resurrection did not happen, everything else would, would really be pointless. Um, so my little girl Iris, as you guys know, is, is a, a very, very, very uh, big fan of toys at two years old, and one of her favorite toys are these building blocks. And I gotta tell you guys something. True story, I was leaving with these today, and as soon as I tried to walk out the door, my mother-in-law was there, she's like, uh-oh. 
because Iris saw me walking out with her building blocks. And you know what Iris said? Iris says to me, yeah, Iris says, no, dada. I said, what, Iris? I was like, do you miss me? I tried to get a kiss like she missed me like I was leaving her. She said, no, my blocks, my blocks. I said, Iris, I have to use these. I promise. No, 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 dada. My blocks, my blocks. I'm like, all right, it's B-L-O. It's not B-W-O, okay? Iris loves these blocks. It, it is something like that means, I don't know why, but like our Fridays and Saturday mornings when I'm home with her, that's pretty much what we do. And as you can see, we're missing one. We're missing number two up here. I don't know where that is. Hootie ate it or something. I, I don't really know what happened. But Iris has so much fun with these blocks, and she loves to build them. And the first few times we built these things, I would just watch her. And you can see how curious she is here. She's just really trying to think this thing through. That's her mama's face right there. That's what I love to say. Hey, and she's really like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And she's an expert now, but at first, she was building the blocks in the wrong order. And, and she would put, you know, instead of having the 10 down here, she would try and have like a 3 down here. And then she'd put like a 4 on top of it, and then like literally backwards, then a 5. And I'm like, I'm watching her, 6, 7. And I'm like, Iris, I'm watching. I'm like, baby, it's not getting any bigger, you know, 9, okay, and then 10. And then she'd sit back and be like, no, dad, dad, you do, you do, you do, you do, you do. I'm like, okay, okay. So then I would take, I'd say, all right, you got to have your good foundation. You got to have your 10 here, which is your heavy one, right? Your biggest one, the most important thing is your foundation. You guys hold on to that. We're going right back to it. Then you got to have another super important block down here. That's another solid foundation. Then you got to have another one that's bigger. And then another one. And she's sitting there watching me, kind of just like this, like, oh, yeah, I'm getting it. Okay, this is great. Cool. Cool. Let me see. All right, then a six. All right, then a five. Here we go. Then hopefully I don't knock this over because this is really high. All right, three. All right, and then we're going to a one here. And it only took me a couple times before Iris realized how important a foundation was. And she's like, okay, I think I can do this. I can do it. And now, anytime she builds her blocks, this is how she builds them, from 10 up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so proud of her. Now, why are we talking about this? Because I love Iris. But also, y'all, it's so important for us to build our faith, right, on the foundation that matters the most. We have to. And you know what our foundation is? This thing down here, all right, it's not the Bible. It is God's word. It's powerful. That's awesome. You got to read it. But that's not the most important thing. That's not why we're here. It's not impact. It's not the church. That is an important thing. Absolutely. It's a way to grow closer to Jesus, 100%. It's not, re it's, it's not praying. It's not your devotion. It's not worship music. It's not journaling and drinking coffee. All right? It's none of the, the thing that is the most important that should be our foundation down here at the very bottom is what Jesus did. In that one event when he said, I'm back, and death's not going to hold me. And from that moment on, everything changed. From that moment on, the foundation as a follower of Jesus was that resurrection. And still today, isn't it cool, 2,000 years later, our foundation, the most important thing in our life, even when we're like, I don't really know what's the deal with evolution. I don't really know what's the deal with biology. I don't really know what's the deal with why these things are happening in my life. I, I wish so badly that God would just answer my prayers and everything would work out perfect. I don't know. But I do know one thing. My foundation is right here. Because guess what? If you don't have this foundation and if you don't have your heart set in the fact that Jesus Christ lived, he died, he rose again for you because he loves you that much, when life happens, and when a storm happens, and when you lose somebody close, it's going to start shaking. Start shaking. But you see how you still have these? Because the foundation is solid, right? You might lose a couple more. There you go. But guess what? Guess what's still there? Guess what's still there? 
You still got your foundation. There you go. And you're never going to lose this. The fact that our foundation can mean the resurrection of Jesus, it will never, ever go away. And sure, you might have to pick yourself back up sometimes. You might have to start again. But we're always going to be solid right here resting in that. Now, if we would flip that, you'd be like Iris on the first week when she got these blocks, and you would just be stuck right there the whole time. Hey, so what does this mean for you? Hey, if you're out here right now and you're like, dude, I don't have a foundation, Jesus, I'm not ready yet. That's okay. Hey, my my request for you and the one thing I want to ask you is just don't make a judgment yet. Don't make a judgment call and say, I'm never following Jesus. I can't do this. I I can't believe in this guy who, who rose from the grave. I'm not sure if I believe in zombies yet, okay? I'm just kidding. I want to be sure you guys are with me, all right? Just say, I, I'm not sure if I can believe that Jesus Christ wrote. Okay, all right, then hold on. It's all right. You don't have to make that, you don't have to make that decision yet. But don't rule them out. Because you could be ruling out the best relationship that you could ever experience in your life. For others of us, hey, followers of Jesus, we need to keep our foundation right here. And we got some ways that we want to help you do that. And also, one of the most important things we can do to keep our foundation there, y'all, we got to start sharing that foundation with others. And here's how we share the love of Jesus with other people. That's so big at our church, right? In October, it's a huge month where we receive and we share the love of Jesus. That is on all of us. You can't be like, yeah, that's, a, that's for everybody else. Like, they'll, I don't need to share. They'll do it. There's enough great God-loving people in impact. No, that's on you, okay? One of the best ways you can do that, hey, you can share your why. You want to talk about how to get other people to know about Jesus? Hey, don't bring them to church. We'd love to have them. If it's your first time, thank you for coming. All right. But share your why with them in the cafeteria. Share your why with them in the football stands. Share your why with them when you're hanging out and you're getting ready to go see Frozen when it comes out in November, right? Oh, boy. I shouldn't have said that. Hey, share your why with them whenever you're playing video games and you're playing 2K or Madden, right? Share, and here, here's, here's what your why is. Here's what your why, you know what your why is? Hey, this is what Jesus means to me. I, I, know that, I know you might be caught up on the whole science or God thing. I know you might be caught up in like, can I really believe in the Bible and what Genesis says in this Old Testament? I know you might be really caught up in this vengeful, angry, wrathful God who's sitting up there with a, a lightning bolt ready to smite you. No, that's not, our, that's, that's not God. That's not Jesus. But, okay, you know what you can do to help that? Share your why. In other words, who is Jesus to you? Why do you believe in Jesus? And I'm not looking, hey, this might challenge y'all, but, but stay with me. I'm not looking, and I don't want you to look for, well, my parents go to church. Hey, if that is the extent of your why, hey, let's get to work then, because we got to make that a little bit better. Because guess what? When life comes, and all of a sudden things happen, You'd already be on the ground. you got to have your foundation in Jesus, okay? So share your why with people. Uh, the first time I got caught off guard with this, I was up in uh, extra New Hampshire. It was my year after high school. I took a postgraduate year in Mrs. Wolf's English class. I had to write a meditation about, like, something that was super important in my life, and I wrote about my faith. And I was just like, I, she's like, how do you know it's true? And I was like, well, I just believe it. She said, no, that's not good enough. And I was like, Miss Wolf, I know you want to be like deep and spiritual with you here, okay? But I just really feel like I believe it from the things that have happened in my life. And she's like, I wish you could give me more. I was like, well, I'm sorry. It's just what it's what. What is your why, okay? It doesn't have to be a whole essay. Please don't make it. That'd be weird. But share it. You can share it with people in your life right now. Second thing I want you to do, y'all, look for answers and team up with people around you. Hey, crazy. Uh, I sat in with the junior guys last week, uh, had a blast with them. And this was actually an idea that came from them. Um, one of the best ways we can share Jesus with people is we look for answers with them. When somebody says, yeah, I don't believe in God because of, 
man, how old is the earth carbon dating? Well, man, God says he did it in seven days. I don't believe it. Hey, you know the biggest problem that we do as Christians a lot of times? We shut people down. A study that was done uh, by Barna in 2011, so it was a few years ago, but the third reason why so many young adults are leaving the church, okay, so many people are leaving following Jesus when they go to college, is because that we seem like we're too antagonistic to science. All right, and here's an example for it. Uh, 35% of people who leave the church, they say that Christians are too confident that they know all the answers, and they're not allowed to have doubts or questions. You know, the best things we can do as a follower of Jesus say, dude, I really don't know. But you know what I'd love to do? I want to look with you for this answer. And we can ask our small group leader together. You know, we could, man, we'll, we'll, we'll look up online. We'll try and figure stuff out. I don't know. But again, guys, our foundation as followers of Jesus is right here in the resurrection of Jesus. Hey, and the last thing we can really, really do, which is awesome, all right, if we want to share this love with everybody and this foundation, you know, we just love. So all we got to do is love. I was about to say uh, a, a line from a Beatles song, but I didn't do it. <laughs> what, what, all you need is dun, 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 dun. All you need is love. All right, well, leaders, thank you, leaders. Okay, that's why, that's why I paused, all right? Hey, uh, here's what we're talking about, okay? Hey, if we want to share this foundation that we have in Jesus, hey, I want to encourage you not to go out. Please share your why. Please look for answers and team up. And please love, but don't go out and say, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. You need to believe it. Don't do that, okay? Please don't be weird, and, and don't say you came from impact, because that would even be more weird. I'd have a lot of emails, okay? But, hey, what I want you to do is this. Um, guys, out on the patio, we have a serve wall that's there for y'all. And a serve wall, uh, Gina and our wonderful serve team here, there are all sorts of different serves coming up that you can do with your small group. All right, you can serve at a football game and pass out pizzas after a game. All right, if that's something that you want to do on a Friday night. There's some other opportunities coming up as well that we would love to have you on a Saturday morning. Talk with your group about doing something to serve together. Y'all, that's how we really share love and we share this foundation of what Jesus did after the cross. And then other thing, part two, stay with me, stay with me. It's the last thing. Y'all, what you guys are going to do when you go to groups, this is super important, super important, super important. Hey, I want you, I want you guys to do something for me real quick. I want you guys to take one second. I never asked y'all to do this, but I will do it with you, I promise. I want you guys to close your eyes. My eyes are closed, so please don't throw anything at me, all right? And I want you guys to think of one person in your life right now, one person in your family, in your classroom, on your team, in the marching band, on your bus, right, in the cafeteria that you see at lunch or before school, whatever it is, one person that you feel like you can share the love of Jesus with. I want you to think of one person. And again, we're not going to speak scripture to them. Just think, you guys all got that one person? You got one person. All right, open your eyes. Don't say who that person is. Hopefully they're not next to you, okay? But what I want you guys to do, listen, as we go to groups, you guys are going to go to your group. You're going to talk about who that person is, okay? If, even if you don't want to say the name out loud, you don't have to. But we are going to make boxes during group time in the auditorium. All right, this thing is known as a share the love box, all right? And what this means is, we're going to get all kinds of goodies that are signed up in the auditorium, and you guys will get chips, you'll get candy, you'll get note, you get all this stuff. It's not for you. I'm so sorry. It is going to be for the person that you are going to share the love of Jesus with in a very tangible way this week. All right? Hey, again, so as we finish up, guys, think about that one person. Hey, and again, the most important thing about that person is, hey, we're trying to share Jesus with them in a way that can be real. All right, we do not want to scare anybody into following Jesus or hit them with a church book. Like, that's not cool. We're going to try and love them, okay? Hey, 
Hey, I'll, uh, stay, stay, stay with me. I know we're all excited. You guys all look wonderful in your black. But I do want to pray us out. And before I pray us out, I want to remind you one thing. One thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. One thing. Hey, that same foundation, okay, that started the church, the reason we're here today was not social media, right? It wasn't like all of a sudden, let's just talk about Jesus in, in this part of the world and go everywhere. It's because of what he did. And just as real as it was then, it can still be that real for us. If you want to pray or talk more about anything, please, please, please let us know. We'd love to help you with that. Think of that person you can share it with this week, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these incredible middle and high school students. God, thank you so much for your love for them. God, I pray for our students here tonight who feel distant from you. God, I pray for our students who are angry with you. I pray for our students who are confused with you and, God, who are just in a bad place. I pray for our students right now who may never have had a relationship with you. I pray that we can do the best we can as a church family to love one another and to grow. And we can remember, Father, that the foundation of our faith that we want to build on when the storms come and when life happens is what your son Jesus did on that cross and the fact that he came back for us. We love you, Father. Thank you so much for your son Jesus. Help us to be able to share that love, that awesome foundation of the cross with people this week in a tangible way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.